Hey guys, I'll be at the Protected Crowns Beauty Supply community event on June 24th at Albury Recreation Center by the tennis courts. Don't worry, if it rains, we will be inside the Recreation Center. The event is located at 6101 Artley Street. We will be celebrating their crowdfunding campaign. Come out and hang with me. Donate to their crowdfund on Indiegogo. The link will be in our Instagram. We will be playing Double Dutch, Line Dancing, and more. I'm looking forward to meeting you all so come out and grab your just let it glow merch see you at the event hey what's up my name is deandre kiera and you are tuned in to an all-new episode of just let it glow podcast i'm happy to be here i've been excited to record we are on our way to 100 episodes, just six more episodes in six weeks will mark 100 episodes. Like, I'm super excited. I can't wait till you guys see the merch that I have. Um, I can't wait to see you guys at the event this Saturday coming up June 24th at Albury Recreation Park recreation center my bad um i can't wait to see you guys come out and hang with me and play some rope get your just let it glow merch and like let's just vibe i'm ready so definitely just on the up and up this week definitely feeling good um i took a much needed i feel like i've been on go for so long like since like last year to now, like I still feel like I'm, I just been on goal mode. Like I just really, I keep saying this, like I really had to take time for myself. Um, and I don't know, I just need to be like in the jungles of Costa Rica somewhere, just sitting there, um, with like, you know, my legs folded saying I must stay. Like I just need that. I took a day off from work after Juneteenth, the day after Juneteenth. Also, happy belated Juneteenth, everyone. But I took the day off just so I can have a long weekend and relax. I promise you, I came back to work and I was just like, dang, is this what one day, <laughs> well, this is what one day looks like? Like, geez Louise. Um, but, you know, I'm blessed and highly favored to have a job. But sometimes it's just like, damn. Like, I hate coming back from, like, taking time off to, like, a bunch of shit. And you're trying to address everything and not forget anything. And it seems like some days, like, one day back is, like, whoosh, you know? Because everyone was off Monday. Like, the city, a lot of, like, jobs, a lot of people's jobs were off for Juneteenth. So it's, like, it's that day after the holiday where everybody is, like... I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Everything I ignored last week at the end of last week, I have to do today. So when you come back after everyone else, it's like everybody spent their Tuesday shooting emails out. (laughs) So uh, that's how I feel. Like I felt like that during Christmas too, like where it was just like everybody was taking off and doing holiday, taking off for the holidays. And then I was still at work during the holidays. But, like, for some reason, like, January 2nd, everybody just wanted to, like, blow emails up with shit they ignored for, like, two weeks. So, yeah. Also, this weekend was Father's Day. I tell y'all, I'm really starting to believe they need to abolish these, like, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Because it just brings so much um, 
sorrow, I would say, to people. Like, I didn't realize how triggering those holidays were until I got older. And, you know, that whole not having a good relationship with your parents sometimes, it really hits a lot of people on days like this, you know? And apparently it hit the shit out of the Simmons family. So Kimora Lee Simmons, Russell Simmons, Aoki Lee Simmons, Ming Lee Simmons, the whole clan were up in arms um, Sunday and Monday about Father's Day. To me, it all started when Ming Lee, the oldest daughter to Kimora and Russell, decided to do a Father's Day post and wish her mom a happy Father's Day. I'm going to tell y'all, I don't like that. I grew up with a single mom, a very, very single mom. Like, I had no relationship with my dad, you know. My mom was just a very awesome mom. She ain't a man, and she ain't my daddy. You cannot play dual roles. Your mom, like, I hate when people wish women a happy Father's Day. Like, it's so odd. You know, your mom is just an awesome mom. But that's just my hot take on it. I just don't like it. My mom don't like that either. Like, people, like, she don't like that. Like, I'm just a great mom. Like, not a dad. Never been a father. Like, don't wish me no fucking Father's Day. But, yeah, she wished her mom a happy Father's Day. And apparently, that triggered some shit for Russell Simmons to verbally abuse his daughters and cuss them out, prompting Kamara Lee Simmons to get on Instagram and blast him about the way that he's been treating them for the last few years, how he puts their kids in the middle, how he disrespects her children, how he disrespects her to his children, how he makes them uncomfortable. He denies these claims um, way in Bali. And a lot of people, you know, so basically he's upset because Kamora Lee married, allegedly, 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 don't come and sue me, but allegedly Kamora Lee Simmons married this man, I forgot the man's name, and he's a billionaire. He's supposed to be like some type of billionaire businessman. Russell Simmons allegedly did some type of business with him and their um, money was tied up and lost in whatever bullshit business endeavor he had. And Russell Simmons claims that he lost everything. Um, Him and Kamara were apparently allegedly still doing business together. He claims that he's broke, although he's, you know, I guess broke by what definition of broke that is. I don't really know. Um, and I don't know if he invested all of his money into this endeavor with Kamara Lee's ex-husband, but he claims that he's broke and it's all Kamara's fault. Kamara denies those claims. You know, the daughters just asked to be left out of the court, like what left out the lawsuit. Like, you know, whatever issues you have with my mom is my mom. Like my, our relationship, it should be our relationship. Apparently if he can't get in touch with Aoki, 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 am I saying it right? I hope I am. It was, apparently, if he can't get in touch with her, he decides to like 
blow her boyfriend phone number up. He'll shoot emails because he's in Bali. So the only way that he can communicate with them is through WhatsApp or like emails. So he harasses both Aoki and her boyfriend to get in touch with her. He degrades um, Kimura Lee to his daughters. Um, there was a screen recording of him cursing Aoki out and calling her and telling her that he's broke and it's her mom's fault. He was cussing her the fuck out. I ain't gonna hold y'all. I could see the spit flying through the damn FaceTime. Um, and a lot of people were just saying that they felt like they should keep it off social media and like you shouldn't put your parents on social media. You shouldn't put your family on bass. You shouldn't... Um, you shouldn't put your family on blast and you should handle family issues and inside. And most times I agree with that. I feel like, you know, social media isn't really a space. Like I don't do that with my family. It's not really a space where I will argue with anybody. Um, I generally don't because I just think it's tacky, but I'm not going to say I never will. I won't start it. I'll say that I definitely won't start it, but, um, some people use social media as a tool to like, you know, weigh others opinions or as a tool to, to put something on front street if they feel unsafe, you know, or if someone is misusing their image, you know? And by him pretending, you know, like everything is fine, but because you send him out in private, it's a lie. And also, I feel like people are more up in arms with the fact that his daughter and his ex-wife blasted his behavior than his actual behavior. Like, y'all are mad that they put his behavior out for the public. And but y'all don't feel alarmed by his actual behavior, not to mention the reason that Russell Simmons is not in the country is because he fled once he started receiving um, sexual abuse claims, sexual assault claims from women that have worked with him in the past. Um, one being, I believe, Lena Horn's granddaughter. Um, these are some credible, more I would say not more credible, but women that have great, um, great reputations within the industry that people took notice and said, you know, they're basically like, if you were like in court, the perfect victim, right? Like there's nothing bad. There's nothing, you know, scandalous. There's nothing you could really say about these women, they were all very successful, well put together women. If you were going to make any claims, you know, there's not much, there is no reason for someone like Lena Horn's granddaughter to lie on this man. Also, you know, other people have said, not that he sexually assaulted them, but he has said some weird things. Amanda Sills has said that. Um, If you look back, at the timeline of him dating Kimura, that was when she was, he met her when she was modeling in Paris. Kimura was a child protege that became, began modeling and became a supermodel at the age of 15. I believe they were married when she was like, they started 
publicly dating as soon as she graduated high school. But they'd been friends for years and he was in his 30s. So there has been very... And also we've seen him on various reality TV shows cussing the dog fuck out of people. Um, So I don't really think that what they're saying is off brand. I just think that we have to get out the mentality of thinking that people that abuse you should be, it should be in private. Now, I do feel like unless she felt, I don't know, because, you know, he says he's broke, but I doubt it. He also, oh, this is the reason why she said he threatened that he'll, she's a model and he threatened that he'll make sure she never works a day like in her life again. That's why she went on there. So, yeah, I think there's always a reason why people do think most people, most sensible people would do something in a public um, sector like that. You know, uh, me, I'm not arguing with like a random family member that can't do nothing to me, can't get me, you know, can't can't fuck my life up in any way. I'm not arguing with you on social media, but if you're threatening my livelihood, I'm going to put you on blast and let people know how you do it too. Like if you're using your power, like that's like, you know, your auntie is the superintendent of the city and you're a fucking teacher and y'all have a family disagreement and she's like, oh, kiss your, this be your last year teaching. You won't find a job next year. I'm going to put you on blast too. Like, you messing up my livelihood. You messing up the way that I eat because we having a dispute because I don't, I won't take your side. Like that's weird. So yeah. Um, I just think Russell Simmons is just always been a weird guy. Always got some weird shit going on. And I think that people really need to check why they're upset about certain things. Are y'all mad because y'all feel like it's another black man and they're tearing him down? Or do you not see him literally cursing the dog fuck out his child and just saying, oh, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, toodaloo. Uh, it's okay because, you know, family is family. We're not going to argue with family. And Aoki is better than me because if that was my dad, I would have ate him up. I would have ate him up. I would have started mocking him I would have been like watch the spray Daffy Duck like I would have went in on him but you know some people are just raised with a little bit different class and you know they're a little bit more sensitive than I am but yeah I would have ate Russell Simmons the fuck up as soon as he started yelling at me I honestly would have been like you know I can easily just hang up and delete WhatsApp off my phone like I can easily just delete WhatsApp like please be serious. Like all of us can just delete WhatsApp and you would never have to talk to us. That's like arguing with somebody in jail. Like I can easily just put a block on my number. (laughs) I can easily just change my number and you won't contact me. So like, let's watch how we speak. Also, let's scream and act like this while you have a case pending or accusations pending, I rather say, allegedly. <sighs> Yo, this is some, the dumb, I really, I feel bad because people's lives are at stake, you know, 
But at the same time, I just feel like some shit is just a bit goofy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like some shit is just goofy. And I do pray that people are able to live and survive. But I also just feel like, what the hell? Like, how do y'all get yourselves in this? So I'm going to read y'all this article on a neighborhood talk about these people that decided to travel to see the Titanic and some type of submarine, subset of a sub submarine. So we'll get into this. Four tourists and a pilot have literally gone missing. A submersible that was on its way to tour the notorious Titanic wretched wreckage deep into the ocean has yet to return above water as it is now been considered trapped 12,000 feet below land level. The submersible, which is designed to hold up to five passengers, is currently carrying the Ocean Gate CEO as well as a British billionaire by the name of Hamish Harding, sources tell us. The CEO and Harding are also acquainted with Shazada Daywood and his Shazada Daywood is 19-year-old son who are one of Pakistan's most prominent families. The tourist vessel, unlike a submarine that can launch itself into the ocean and return on its own, is designed to be dropped off by a Polar Prince support ship, which awaits the submersible's return. The New York Post tells us that the Polar Prince allegedly lost contact with the submersible just one one hour and 45 minutes into its dive. Now, this is where it gets crazy, y'all. According to Ocean Gate advisor, Dr. I mean, sorry, David Conacannon, unlike a submarine that can remain underwater for months, a submersible can only hold up to 96 hours of oxygen. The tour of the Titanic that the submersible was only on tip the sorry the tour of the Titanic that the submersible was on typically typically takes ten to eleven hours to reach the Titanic, with the submersible only having a ninety six hour oxygen supply. Every second matters. And get this, upon resurfacing, the submersible requires an outside source to unscrew the group out as they are bolted in. No further sediments on the submersible's return have been released. Mind you, um, that was from yesterday. I think they had less than 40 hours left of oxygen. And um, yeah, it's still lost. Not only that, the British billionaire stepson decided to go to post that he went to a Blink-182's concert while they're, you know, trying to rescue his stepfather. But also during this time, he's tweeting that some sexual innuendos with an OnlyFans model on Twitter. And arguing with Cardi B because she said that his ass needed to be home praying for the return of his stepfather and not at a damn concert as if people aren't. He's not waiting to find out if his family member is alive or dead. I'll say this. I really hope that they're able to save these people if they can. 
but y'all need to use their money to do so. What the article didn't mention was two things. Um, this was this costs about two hundred fifty thousand dollars to do, and this isn't like any government. These are just regular people, not regular people, but like they're not like you know the Navy SEALs. They're not marine biologists. They're nothing like that. They're just regular, you know, people that decided to regular rich people that decided to do this just for the opportunity. And it supposedly is being controlled by by a freaking gamer. This isn't anything like the government or like anybody of understanding of ocean like um is handling. This is just some random thing that they decided to do. Um, it's unfortunate because it's one of those things where it's like, you guys, you are literally rich as hell to spend $250,000 to do this. And it's one of those things where I talked about before where people are careless with their life. This is very carelessness. This isn't anything that's an incident. There was a lot of risk going into that. And I feel like you had to be okay with those risks. It's kind of like, I hate to say this, but it's kind of like bungee jumping or jumping out of a plane. You know what I mean? With a okay, you know, harness. Like, like it might work, it might not. It might save you, it might not. This is exactly what it is. You know, what is it called? A parachute. Like, you might have, it's like playing Russian roulette. Like, you might have a parachute and you might not. It might work or it might not. So, but you're just going to go and, you know, play Final Destination with your life. That's what it seems like to me. Um, also, it's just like, why are y'all so obsessed with the Titanic? Like, it was like in the middle of like the freezing iceberg is deep it's thousands and thousands and thousands allegedly underwater no one the titanic is there because no one can get it it's still there um we've only covered 20 percent of the ocean in all the years of this only 20 percent why would you play with your life like that and who funds are being used to save you all and whose life is like being a sacrifice to save you all? You know, it's very, it's very, very, it's just one of those things where it's like, there are poor people out in the world. There are like some severely homeless people in this world. There are some people that like, y'all could literally take that $250,000 and change a few people's life. You could have fed a village with that money. You could have, you know, paid rent for, you know, people on the eviction list in a major city with that money. Like, y'all could have done so much with this money, and yet y'all risked your fucking lives to tour the fucking Titanic. What is so fascinating about this? And I like to mention these are all men that decided to do this. There's no women, nor are there black women. 
because we don't do shit like that. No shade, but women have just a little bit more common sense. And also, I wonder if their families understood what it is that they were doing or if they even understood what it is that they were doing. Like, people are just so careless with their fucking lives that it's just sad. And, like, what research, like I said, what resources are going in? Are y'all sacrificing, you know, Marines and Marine biologists and, you know, Navy SEALs and everything else and the Coast Guard to come save them? When this is some shit that they shouldn't have done in the damn first place? But y'all want to, y'all act like y'all can't find people that are walking the streets. We got fucking kidnapped victims going on. And y'all are taking coverage for them before some bullshit that could have been avoided. For a fucking thrill to see the Titanic. What the fuck? Is there like some gold that's supposed to be on a Titanic? Like that's just such, like, it just makes no sense. It literally makes no sense. And then the sun... It just makes me be like, damn, what kind of fucked up person are you, sir? That your damn stepson would rather go to a Blink-182 concert than than to, like, wait for your safe return and to flirt with OnlyFans models. Like, that's weird. That's very, very much weird. Um... Yeah, I mean, I pray that they're able to come up out of water, but I hope no one else's life is um, threatened to save them. You know, like, I don't want anybody else to go on a suicide mission to save save them, honestly. Like, I hope that you guys are able, you know, to be resurfaced and um, everyone returns home safely I hope, you know, that everyone is still alive because we have no idea if they're actually alive. If the if the oxygen check, like, it's just an estimate. Like, no one's there to know that they can still have oxygen um, or that anything else happened, like a heart attack or whatever, you know. So I pray that they all return back to surface alive. Or return back to surface at all. Like, it's, you know, it's really not funny. It's really one of those things where it's kind of just like, it's just, it made no sense to do it. And it could have just been avoided. But, you know, people won't do what they want to do, especially rich people. Just to say they did some shit or survived some shit, or they just get so stuck in their wealth that they get bored and it's like thrill seeking because they don't feel much, you know, it's not much that they couldn't do, you know? So I I don't know. I would love to understand that mindset from a distance. One thing I've noticed, right. And it's from TikTok. Um, I've been seeing people, you know, talk about their relationships and things like that. And one thing I have realized is 10 times out of 10, men won't leave a relationship willingly, right? And even if they're miserable, even if it's no longer serving them and they're not in it, their heart's not in it, their brain's not in it, they will not end the relationship and 
you would literally, as women, like, we really have to let shit fucking go. Like, I was watching this TikTok, and then this girl was just, like, basically talking about, like, how she basically, you know, was moving around on a dude. Like, she wasn't happy. He not happy, you know, and... He was just staying around just because he was used to it. Like, they were just still doing the same things. But she was just, like, she thought, like, you know, he would eventually get the hint. Like, they weren't sleeping together. It wasn't anything. You know, they were basically just roommates. And she just kept trying to figure out, like, damn, when is this nigga about to leave? Like, when is he leaving? And it wasn't until she was just like, listen, this not going to work you know, I'm moving, you can keep this place, that he was just like, he like woke up and was just like, in that moment, like, you know, what the fuck? Like, it felt like she like snatched the rug from underneath him. And I'm like, I've known too many people that have been in this situation. And one thing while men do have, I say all the time, men have stronger boundaries. Men are just comfortable in the dumbest shit. And the dumbest shit. Like, I know people that are literally, I know men that are literally in a relationship, miserable as fuck, but they're out of comfortability. Of all ages. Because it's just what they're used to. Like, they'll even, like, men will fucking cheat and cheat and cheat and cheat. And you would sit there and be like, why won't he let me go? Why won't he break up with me? It's just because he's used to you being there. He's used to waking up to you. He's used to going to sleep next to you. He's used to you cooking. He's used to your routine. He's just used to it. He's used to seeing you. But that doesn't mean he wants to be there. The only thing a nigga, a man is going to do for real, like only thing a man is going to change willingly, for, and I'm not going to say every man, but most men, right? Most straight men. The most thing that they're going to change when it's uncomfortable is a job. It's a job. Like, that's it. They'll hate their relationship, hate where they live, hate, you know, what city they're in. Hate, 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 hate it. Miserable. But let a job got them messed up and they find another job. That's it. They'll stick around in the most unserious situations. Like, I know somebody that slept on a couch for a year. For a fucking year. And I can't even go into detail because it's going to reveal what I'm talking about. But when I was younger, somebody slept on a couch for a year. And made no complaints about it. Like, they couldn't even always get the couch at the time that they want to. Like, they had to wait for the person who was making them sleep on the couch be be ready to like have their company leave to sleep on a couch for a year when you're able bodied and able to get your own shit and then didn't even think that the relation like in their head they weren't broken up from their relationship after sleeping on a couch for a year they thought they were still in a relationship miserable as fuck slept on a like to sleep on a couch for a fucking year 
and think that you're in a still in a relationship is one of the most stupidest things I've ever seen. And that is why I'm really serious about not putting myself in dumb ass situations because sometimes you be thinking like, oh, this person always want to be with me. They always come back this way. Like they don't let me go. It's just out of comfortability. Like men just be comfortable in the dumbest situations. Like I have had friends that are like male friends that are like real cheaters, like not happy don't even like their partner and it's not nothing wrong with the girl personally in my opinion it's just that the guy is fucked up in the head don't like her and really don't want to be there anymore but don't want to look like the bad guy or don't want to be like oh I broke up with her like I don't get it like I just don't understand that mindset like they'll just stay in it even if they're not happy even if they're making the other person miserable and They'll be like, oh, she always think I'm cheating. You are cheating. But she don't be knowing. But you're cheating. And like you'll gaslight and make somebody go crazy until they're like fed up. And like you depleted them of all their energy just because you were comfortable in the situation. And the craziest part about it is once you tell them to move around, they'll do it in a quickness. Once a woman gets fed up and just be like, yo, this is not it. Like, I need you to move around. They'll act like surprised. And then in the next breath, derive as if they weren't just act like they had no other options. Like, I just don't get it. Like, men really are just such strange creatures to me. Like, like you know how, like, you do Freaky Friday? Like, you watch the movie Freaky Friday and a girl switch places with her mom. Like, I would love to switch places with men. Like, I just want a man's mindset. Like, I just want to be able to go to the barbershop and, like, spark conversation and just see, like, how men really think, but not, like, on a podcast. Like, I don't want to hear you podcast because I feel like y'all be lying and be bullshitting. I just want to, like, see, like, I want to be, like, the person that has, like, sensible conversation and like be like oh no but like if you're not happy bro then why won't you like leave like why won't you break up with her I want to see like their real reaction to that like if another man says it to them like well how come you just didn't break up or how come you just didn't move out or you know why 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 you just if if she gets mad because you cheat why don't you just stop cheating or if you like broke and y'all never can make bills meet, why would you buy, you know, a new TV? Like, if you couldn't pay the phone bill last week, why would you buy a TV this week? You know, like, I want to see that. I want to have, like, real conversation in that way. Like, figure out, like, really what's, like... Like, men are just such weird creatures that I would just love to understand their mindset. Speaking of weird, uh, I be trying to ignore stuff. But it's this woman on Twitter that is an OnlyFans model and um, actress. Her name is Mariah Mills. And over a week ago, it's been going on for at least a week, she has tweeted daily about her supposed relationship, her alleged relationship or lack thereof with 
New Orleans Pelicans basketball player. I think he's a forward. Um, Zion Williamson. And so basically, according to this lady, Mariah, allegedly, she was sleeping with him. They were dating and he, she thought that was her man until he posted on his social media that his actual girlfriend is pregnant and they were having a gender reveal. And that is how she basically found out. And ever since then, she has been blasting him on the internet, hasn't stopped. She's been tweeting about him nonstop for weeks at this point. Um, One of the problems is, so she has said some very nasty things. She has said some very, like, weird things, some very um, explicit things. She kept, she talked about him defecating in her mouth. She has talked about him saying that they want to have kids together. She said said some wild things. One of the most recent things is her stating that they um, have a tape together, a very... Um, a very weird tape um, that she, you know, a little spicy tape that she is going to put out if he don't contact her or if he don't give her what she wants. First of all, that's coercion. That's blackmail. And that's, um, uh, what is it called? Revenge porn. You're going to go to jail, girl. <laughs> like... You're about to go to jail. And for what? Because a guy that you was dating, like, got a girlfriend. Like, that happens every single day. I literally just talked about that. Like, this happens every single day. And she's, like, spiraling on the internet. And it's like she's trying to make him look bad. But in turn, you know, the way misogyny works like we are still in a patriarchal society and makes her look bad. Like where you could have just said, you know what? You're a clown. I'm done with it. I'm done with you. I'm going to move around. Like, it seems like she still wants a relationship with him of some sort. She still wants attention from him. She still wants to be loved by him. She still wants his attention. And because he's not giving it to her, it's causing her to spiral. And this is what I say, like, no matter how desirable you may be to other people, no matter how attractive you are or how confident you seem, if you're not confident on the inside, it really just shows and how you allow yourself to be treated, you know, because if you had the if she had a little bit more confidence about herself, she'd be able to just, you know, cry about it for a day because that is fucked up. It's very messed up when someone promises you the world and tell you, you know, that they want to be with you. They love you. They care about you. Sorry, yo, I've been up since 6 a.m. But tell y'all that, you know, they want to be with you. They see this with you. They make demands over your life. Don't want you to shoot content because they don't want to see you doing uh, things with other men or other men having access to you. So it stops your business for a little bit. I get all of that. Um, 
I truly do. However, you know, at some point you got to choose yourself. You have to choose yourself. Um, she, uh, she thinks she might be pregnant. She said she was as of June 7th. Um, she said that her period was late. Um, the week prior to him having a baby, him announcing his baby, they were together. She said they didn't use a condom. He told her to use a CPN to move to, you know, New Orleans. Um, it was another girl that came out that said that they were dating too. It's just a lot. It's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's just a lot. Like she's being real explicit. And it's like, if you see the guy, like she's losing her mind over it, you're like, you know, like, girl, give me that phone. Like, give me, give it, give me that phone, please. Like, give it to me. Oh, God. Yo, I'm on Instagram and Tasha K and Cardi B arguing again. So let me tell y'all real quick. Tasha K said, wasn't she posting guns right after takeoff died and on the internet cutting up not long after his sudden take, his sudden takeoff. I'm just asking everyone grieves differently. And Cardi B said, and Tasha K with your despicable ass to bring up takeoff to prove a fake ass point is disgusting. I lost weight. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. Me and my man and my man still dealing with it. To this day, I'm a rapper. We targeted all the time. So, of course, I have guns for protection. But since you want to be funny or comment, I'm going to make sure your kids don't go to college. You think my lawyers don't know you hiding money in Africa? I'm going to make sure I get every rent set of my four mil. Don't ever put takeoff in your mouth. Child, mind you, all I was trying to do was just read a little bit of what's going on with the Zion Mills girl. I mean, this Mariah Mills girl on Zion Williamson, Tasha K. And Cardi B arguing after Cardi B had basically said that the guy that went to go see the Blink 182 um, folks is weird. It's weird to go see Blink 182 when your family member is literally possibly dying. Tasha K always... Uh, girl, I was starting to feel bad about her getting her money snatched up. But now, take the lady money. Back to the story at hand. Um, it just makes me realize, you know, it really doesn't matter how you are presented to the world. If you don't value yourself, if you don't put yourself first, if you don't, you know, believe that you deserve more, you'll get less. And stop letting these people just do anything to you. See, this is what pisses me off. Everybody, you know, I never want to kink shame. You know, people are into the things that they're into, right? I'm not kink shaming. You could do whatever you want to do that you're comfortable with. My thing is when y'all say this and y'all say all these things that a man did to you or you allowed a man to do to you, you know, you were super freaky and you did all of this stuff. And why when y'all have issues Y'all bring it up to, to like, shame them or show them how they degrade you as a woman. My thing is, if you were actually into that, you wouldn't find it degrading. 
if these are things that you are actually comfortable with, you would not have, you wouldn't feel the need to discuss it in such a manner in such a, you know, super hyperactive way. You know what I mean? Like stop doing shit that y'all not comfortable with. Like stop it. Like there are so many people out here in the world and she's a beautiful girl. She got, you know, pretty decent body. She got her body done. You could go do, like, if that's just what you're into, you know, if that's your line of work that you're into, that's fine. But if that's not something you're into, don't do it. It don't matter. It don't matter what a person has. And apparently, he telling you to get a CPN and move to New Orleans, that means you out there on your own. He's a basketball player. Be that is for the New Orleans Pelicans, even I don't, I don't know sports. I don't. But I feel like that's like playing for the Harlem Gold Triders at this fucking point. Like, girl, get you a big fish. Like, you flipping out about a damn power forward on for New Orleans. Girl. And then it's like, it's been, that was on June 7th. Yesterday, she was threatening about the day going this June 20th was starting about having the sex tape and it's just like let it go and you're telling going yourself at this point you're about to go to jail they're going to get the FBI involved and now you're going to get in trouble <laughs> because you're costing the NBA money and the only person you're embarrassing is yourself and the only person that's going to suffer behind this is you because you ain't the first and you ain't the second freaky girl in the, or um, mistress in the NBA we have seen it time and time again. X about Will Chamberlain. You ain't the freakiest. This ain't the freakiest thing that done happened in the NBA. Play around if you want to. Like what you're saying is like, it's not going to mess up his brands. It's not going to stop him from playing baseball. He's going to be right back on the floor come the fall. And your ass is going to have a case because you're threatening to release a sex tape and you're doing blackmail in the open. And what attention it is that you want, I don't know. At this point, you got your Twitter followers up. Go ahead and get your content up. Move around. Move along. Leave him in the dust and get you a big fish. But stop forcing it. Like, let it go. At this point, you shouldn't even need no more further conversation. The man has literally paid you dust. He has a girlfriend. Probably, you know, some unsuspecting, wholesome, quiet girl that, you know, his mama love. You know, and it just goes to show you that he he had bad intentions from the start. Move around. You a grown lady. You're not a young girl. Um, Let's talk glow up topics. So one of the things I've been dealing with is over the years of understanding, it's one thing that I've always been good at is asserting myself without the nastiness right like I feel like um one of the things I've realized just by being in different spaces and doing um podcasting and just um reaching out to people or like learning about new things or taking different types of courses or classes and just being in different rooms is one of the best things about me is that I realized I'm very good at asserting myself. I'm very good at business. 
I'm very good at putting my needs on the forefront. I'm very good at advocating for myself and others, but I'm good at it to the point where I don't disrespect the other party, right? I know how to have a conversation without being nasty, right? Or to overpower the situation or throw my weight around or demean others. And I realize that is such a gift to have. You know, um, we see, watch these TV shows and we watch, you know, like I grew up watching like Diddy making a band or Diddy, like the intern show he had and like The Apprentice where it's like, it always seemed like you had to be like so big, bad, ballsy and, you know, talk to people like shit or like demean them or like the devil wears Prada where you have them do these like crazy tasks for you or just like just feeling like you had to curse somebody out to get what you need you know like I'm watching TikTok of course y'all know I'm always on TikTok and obviously Tokyo Tony is like you know not in the best mind state but like what she does is not foreign behavior to how a lot of people act, right? And y'all know I had a part-time job last year. And when I was at my part-time, I would work, you know, I had a real job. Like I would work there part-time, you know, for extra money. And it's the way that people treat others that they think are below them that fucking disgusted me, right? Um, You know, when you work in retail, a lot of the times... Before you can even check somebody out, you have to ask questions, right? So it might be like, oh, you know, what's your number? Do you have rewards points? And sometimes people are like, I just want to pay for my stuff and leave. I just want to pay for my stuff and leave. Like, can you just bag it up? I just want to leave. And then like, you're like, okay. So they're like you try to get them out and they're like wait so I don't get any discounts and it's like well I was asking for your number and you said that you didn't want to give it and you just wanted me to charge you so you can leave I'll just call corporate and it's like we can do it now I'll call corporate and I'll get my points done I'm ready to go and it's just like over some fucking lotion like lotion like skincare like you're showing your ass over skincare, even in like when I'm negotiating for like a job and when I like negotiate a salary, like I'm very nice. I'm not nice, but I'm very stern, but not disrespectful or not coming off as nasty or like above anything is ways to do things. Like, let's say they're like, oh, you know, what are your salary requirements? But they're not trying to tell you theirs. They want you to say it. They're not trying to give you the range. We all are. So one of the things I'll do, I'll say, I make this amount right now. Um, I can't really go lower than it. Um, and I would like to move further from there. You know, I would like to, you know, do better. Like I want to do better than this, but this is as low as I can't go below that. This is where I can't go below, you know? What are your what are what are the salary range here? Okay, so what would you know, you just have conversations. You don't have to be like, oh no, honey, 
that's too love. <laughs> like, oh, no, thank you. You know, you just say, hey, you know, actually, that's a little below, you know, my current salary. I was looking more so for this. Um, if you have any positions that might reflect that salary with the with similar job description um, or something with me in mind, please feel free to contact me. Like, there's so many ways to assert yourself without being nasty. One of my first jobs out of college, right? Um, I would have to like try to get people enrolled and into the business. And sometimes that meant like me um, trying to do cross promotions with other agencies and other companies and talking about our business to gain more business from them. And one of the things is people would be like, how old are you? Oh, I just, I would just say, oh, I just graduated college, you know, blah, blah, blah. I never would say my age. And it would be like, oh, cause you seem like you're, you're young, you're young. Uh, and I would just say, you know, thank you. Um, but yeah, as I was discussing, <laughs> our current, you know, enrollment is like this you know, there's ways I could have been very nasty. Like, um, that's very inappropriate to ask me my age, but there's ways to get your point across without being nasty. You know, even when I'm talking to someone I'm dating and I feel like my boundaries are being crossed or I, I might not like something that they did. I try not to lead with like talking to people crazy or like cursing somebody out or like calling names because I don't know everything about you, right? I don't know all of your traumas. I don't know if I call you dumb, if that's triggering something. Like you could have grown up and heard dumb more than you heard your name, right? You, you know, yelling can make you feel belittled. And if I'm somebody that cares about you, I don't ever want you to feel that way. So, and nor do I want this to be an argument about me disrespecting you while I'm trying to explain to you how, you know, you've either disrespected or how you made me feel. Like we're not, we're then now we're arguing about semantics of disrespect, you know? And it just, how do, how can I get, like, if somebody's yelling in your face, how do you get your point across? Like, I don't give a fuck about what you're saying if you're yelling at me in my face. Or if you're talking nasty in a nasty tone, because all I hear is a nasty tone. I don't hear shit you got to say. All I hear is that you're talking to me crazy. And there's no real need for that, you know? And um, I just like to say, like, there's so many ways to, like, really just communicate and be kind and not be nasty and not be rude. Like, I'm really, like, I, this guy had told me, he was like, yo, I be I don't be always understanding what you mean sometimes, but I respect the fact that you take the time to really like be straightforward about how you feel, and like you're not like passive aggressive, and you just say it straight, you know, shoot it straight from the hip. And he was like, even though like you really do check me, it's not like you're disrespecting me. Like you're putting me onto something. You letting me know, you know, what it is. Mind you, I, I wanted to, he, I wanted to cut his ass off shortly after that, but at least he, you know, respect the fact that I wasn't nasty about it. He still had me messed up, but 
I have to like come at it on some rah-rah. Like I don't want to sit here and be arguing. I don't like that. I don't want to sit here and yell at my friends. You know, I want to have good conversations, wasted, you know, without belittling or talking to people crazy. I don't want to sit here in a business meeting and give off bad vibes, but I'm going to stand 10 toes down on my respect and I'm going to get it. You know, you get more respect when you have respect for others. Um, And without feeling like you got to, you know, tuck your tail behind you, you know, I'm going to stand with my, you know, chest up, shoulders back, look you straight in the eye and tell you, you know, what it is and what it's not. Every single time. However, I'm not going to be nasty. One thing you're not going to walk away with is say, I'll never, you know, work for her again. Or, like, I would know, like, you're not going to walk away with negative, you know, energy towards me. You might not like what I'm going to say, but you can't say that I was nasty or disrespectful. And um, that concludes our show. I'm so excited for this weekend's event. I can't wait to see you all. Come out and get your Just Let It Glow merch. Um, As always, keep glowing. Keep showing up for yourself. Um, And I hope to see you all this week. All right. Bye. I'll be at the Protected Crowns Beauty Supply community event on June 24th at Albury Recreation Center by the tennis courts. Don't worry. If it rains, we will be inside the Recreation Center. The event is located at 6101 Artley Street. We will be celebrating their crowdfunding campaign. Come out and hang with me. Donate to their crowdfund on Indiegogo. The link will be in our Instagram. We will be playing Double Dutch, Line Dancing, and more. I'm looking forward to meeting you all, so come out and grab your Just Let It Glow merch. See you at the event.